You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the kind book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chen. Pogues, fantastic to be here. Um, I, of course, am... Uh, I'm sorry if it's a little loud. I think some of the... Well, these powerful fans are going... I'm, I'm in our, my floating podcast studio. So I hope you can hear me over this, the rushing air. It, it wasn't a great idea to build um, sort of like this hover studio that floats around the clouds. Mm-hmm. It's very dangerous, it's very precarious, it's very loud, and it's very expensive. And very noticeable. Yeah. And I'm killing so many birds, Pogues. Holy shit. Every ten seconds, a fucking flock of these things goes right into one of these engines, my dude. It is just a bloodbath up here. I feel like probably not the most fuel-efficient means of recording a podcast. I have to keep moving, because... If I stay in one place too long, the buildup of dead bird bones begins to really kind of give away my position, you know? Yeah, it can only rain blood so many times from <laughs> before people get suspicious. Yeah. It's getting it's it's hard to dodge it, yeah. Well, I feel like Ben is queuing us up for this movie we watched. It's gonna say great movie, but You may be thinking to her. yourself, as a listener, this bit Ben's doing and the kind of like, fake yell he's doing is kind of nonsensical. And frankly, uh, not that much fun. Well, I'm just preparing you for the experience of watching Black Widow. Yeah, I think that's actually a pretty great sum up. Uh, oh, it wasn't that bad. but It, was it, it wasn't good. bad, but it was very much... Um, it was just sort of blah. I, it also had... I mean, there were some points in it that were very confusing. Um I think it has the highest ratio of wait what now uh, that I, I've ever done during a, during a movie. I think it MCU also movie. has the highest ratio of times I've watched an MCU movie and been like, well, that person definitely just died there. Like, oh yeah, for sure, yeah. Like to to an extent, to a degree they didn't need to do actually. No, they they for some reason it's like the person who wrote it was like. She's she's like the female version of Thor, right? And they're like, no, she's just a regular person. She's like, yeah, but she's like really strong, like Captain America, right? Like she's genetically engineered. No, she's just no, like a person who's really good at martial arts. But, but she could wrote... she could fall eight hundred feet and live, right? Because she'll just bounce off of some metal and that'll yeah, slow her as, fall. As long as you hit a car, uh, I, I, it's weird that moves have taught me that if a if you go out into the street and a car hits you, you're in the hospital. If you fall off a building and land in a car. I mean, boy, you're good. Yeah, everybody knows the roofs of cars are actually just metal trampolines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you could just, if, if your car comes at you, if you can somehow jump in the air and land on the roof, you're good. Man. Oh, yeah. You're it's it's going to be the best night's sleep you've ever had. Nowhere momentum, is more comfy than the roof of a car. <laughs> the momentum is just dead. But, like, the movie invented scenes, too, where it's like the taskmaster runs them off the road and, like, into a subway entrance. And that could just be them, like, spinning out of control and sort of, like... Oh, that's... I mean, yes. Like, ramping down, like, a, a staircase. But instead, the like, car is flipped 50 times yeah, and compressed like, into a brick. <laughs> there's, like, zero chance a person could live through that. Or if they did, they would definitely be, like partially paralyzed and they just get, get out and start running it's like at least make they don't even seem like disoriented like rolling get, down a hill that many times you'd fall over when you stood up just from the dizziness and that's a compact european car those things i mean there's already not enough no it was a bmw now you know bmws yeah, have a right. high safety rating because every car <laughs> yeah. she's in is a bmw even the car they steal they they have this common sense to steal a bmw 
Sir, I think we're done testing the new BMW. No, not yet. We haven't we haven't thrown it down a subway tunnel yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it starts off. So the movie starts off with like a flashback of Black Widow and uh, her fake family as a fake family in Ohio. So you know, woo Ohio. Woo. Um, I guess Shield was in Ohio. Interesting. No, she was. They were with the Russian. They were. With, right, I don't. But they, but, the, but the they were there is, to infiltrate a shield base, and so I guess, I guess it was you're in right. Ohio. Yeah, yeah. They were like cornfields and mind control labs. Yeah. That's all Ohio has. I mean, there is a big military base in Ohio. So there I is. Oh, 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 oh. I, think, I, th- I think I found Shield. <laughs> we're through the looking glass. Hold on. I think I know someone who works at Shield. Yeah, <laughs> you know a lot, of, or Hydra, depending on what era we're in. <laughs> I'll ask him about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe don't. Just whisper "Hail Hydra" <laughs> next time you're in an elevator together and see his reaction or their reaction. I shouldn't have assumed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that part was sort of okay, whatever. Uh, but then it like cuts to Black Widow, and they have to remind you like right away that this movie takes place after Civil War, but before all the other movies that come after Civil War. Which was very confusing because I had to keep being like, wait, what movies came out after Civil War that like wouldn't have happened yet? But then, yeah, also challenging for movie writers to introduce you to a character that has already completed her arc and died. Yes, it's kind of difficult to go back now and spoilies and like, for Endgame and like pretend like she's in danger. If you're listening to this podcast and you've gotten yes. this far, <laughs> true, I think it's I think pretty it's good chance. I think we did Endgame um, too, possibly. I don't remember. Yeah, we did. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it was like, you never really think like, oh, they're definitely going to kill Tony Stark in Iron Man 3. But when you know 100% she's fine and there's no reference to the events of this film, you're like, well, right. it can't be anything huge. Because there's other, stuff you, know, you can do. There's stuff you can do. I, you know, even though a similar event happens in the comics, I didn't expect them to like, you know you know cripple uh 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 war machine you know and and there's other moves you know like like what happens to vision there's other sort of like directions the mcu went in with some of the films uh obviously like infinity war and endgame the big the big yeah yeah but even like Um, even if you look at not the snap part of infinity war when he like does the smart thing and reverses time and then just kills vision you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming because the movies bad guys are always fucking dumb as rocks. <laughs> they never, yeah, yeah. They, they never have a plan. And this guy and was like, a, um, you guys forgot I'm like it, a god, right? Yeah, a problem in all movies, especially Bond movies, which is hilarious. Yes. This movie references one, um, is that the bad guys are there. There are throughout the course of the film, there are a hundred scenes in which killing the hero or anyone on the hero's team would be very easy and exceptionally strategic and they never do it yeah there's a lot of confusing parts especially at the end it happens start to finish and it happens early on with the introduction of unfortunately a super disappointing villain uh in taskmaster well here was my thought here's what i wrote down was boy this feels like a waste of taskmaster because like yes taskmaster in the comics is is also sort of an underutilized character until like the early aughts and stuff where they, they came sure. up with some good ideas. But like Taskmaster basically, once he sees a person fight, he can mimic everything they do. So it's essentially as they say in the movie at one point, it's like fighting a mirror. It's like really hard to fight a person who knows every move you do, because they'll just counter it. And then whatever move you think of to counter that counter, they already know you're gonna do it, so they know And so Taskmaster's sort of like a really interesting character. 
because you basically create like this character that is as good as whoever they're fighting and obviously not as strong in the case of like you know hulk or something right but, and especially when you introduce the fact that that it puts the heroes up against uh, a mirror version of a bunch of yes, avengers and i thought that like that possibly could have been way cooler in an avengers movie which will never happen but i was like man taskmaster would have been a really kind of cool avengers-esque villain to basically or in like a team-up show that they do on on disney plus or something you know like where there's some stakes to the fact that it can mimic anyone's fighting because like in this it sort of mimics captain america and hawkeye but that's it yeah uh there's a a panther uh panther hawkeye and uh captain america the only ones we see i think ever utilized directly well, I don't even remember her doing Black Panther. Uh, when he's when she's fighting, um, God, what is his name? The the Russian superhero. <laughs> I should have, should, should remember. I just watched it. Red uh, Guardian. The, the Red Guardian. When she's fighting, Red, when he's uh, fighting Red Guardian, she like produces like claw fingers. And, oh, and that's right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. You know, and that, she does kind of like that. Did like not even one. occur to me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was yeah, supposed she, because. I guess I, I like didn't think too. of it because conceptually, I like. I guess it he was just around sort of like, by then. She does kind of like the lunge punch too that he's known for. You know where he's like, yeah. he doesn't just stand still and punch. He's like always moving when he strikes. So yeah, she I guess, has, there's yeah. a couple moves like that. And again, conceptually, the fight scenes where Taskmaster is doing those things, it's cool. But it's always weighted down by the fact that they decided to make it. You know what she reminds me of in this movie? She reminds me of what they did in Deadpool in uh wolverine origins where it's like it's not like a character anyone cares about it's like a little girl from a bunch of the previous scenes but it's it's just this sort of like mute like yeah. kind of dead dead-eyed boring scarred the, face the thing like that I killer found... person it's well, just it's so boring i mean taskmaster to me has to be like villainous you know and it's so boring that he's just sort of this like like fight drone well the thing that I, I thought was like kind of disappointing was so at one point when they sort of introduced taskmaster um spoiler alerts it's a it's a woman instead of a man like it is in the comics or at least like it originally was as a in the comics um she's like watching video of hawkeye fighting i think during civil war or maybe during um it might have been during the alien attack in avengers i couldn't figure out what movie it was supposed to be from but and it's like you're like oh this is kind of interesting she's like just watching footage of the avengers so she's like becoming as good as the avengers and then when she fights black widow She's not really that much better than Black Widow, which is fine. Black Widow's a really good fighter, but, like, you never get the sense that she's that great. And she kind of gets caught by a couple of really dumb moves, like, where she, like, uh, grappling hooks a cord to her and then shoots it to a ceiling for a second so she can get away for, like, five seconds. I was like, wow, that's a pretty shitty move to fall for. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was like, oh, I really don't think that would have worked on Captain America or Black Panther. But yeah, yeah, uh, so it was just kind of disappointing because while the fights are sort of interesting, they didn't really seem like that much greater than just like a standard fight scene. You know what I mean? She seemed to have as as hard of time fighting everyone else in the movie as she did this as she did Taskmaster. Like when she fights the uh, other widows at the end, they beat her up pretty much in the same. You know, she has this like the same amount of upper hand. Yeah, she wasn't particularly uh, different or challenging, um, which was such a letdown. I did see someone who sort of like lined up a bunch of the the scenes that uh, or fight moves that Taskmaster is copying, and it's interesting. 
Yeah, um, they, they definitely do but, the one. They actually take the one from, I forget which movie it is, but where Hawkeye shoots the arrow underneath of the vehicle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess he kind of does like a Spider-Man swing at some point uh, on the bridge, kind of. Yeah. Oh, I, but, I guess. Maybe. I don't really read. I'll be honest. I wasn't paying like super close attention. To that. I mean, the well, shield no. part's pretty obvious when it's Captain America. Yeah, yeah. The shield is the shield's dead on. Um, but it's just sort of like, uh, like I said, the character doesn't have any like personality. It's a mute like fight drone, as I said before. Yeah, so, like, it, it is it, sort of it disappointing. It takes away some of the energy that villains usually have. And I guess she's supposed to be like the um, the Jaws, if we're going to keep the Bond bond setup going here she's like the, she's supposed to be like the jaws yeah. right she's supposed to just be like the, the muscle for the main villain who himself also kind of boring oh, um, extremely boring so so here's something getting back to sort of the order of things is that the first i think it was actually um a friend of the podcast and and previous guest chris arneson who said that the first half of this movie is like a jason Bourne movie almost mm-hmm. dead on and then yeah. it's like an mcu film you know yeah. by the end of it um, which is true, except if in the first Jason Bourne, he's struggling with this confusion of not knowing who he is and, and realizing perhaps he's this sort of instrument of violence. Um, and then someone just sprays some goo in his face and it's all gone. Well, I would say it's like more like if it's a Jason Bourne movie, if in the first 15 minutes somebody shoots an RPG into his truck and then he just gets out and is like, boy, that was weird. Like, <laughs> you know, like the moment you're like, oh, this is sort of Jason Bourne. And then instantly it just goes to straight over the top. Taskmaster blows up the car she's in. But since it's a BMW, it only takes surface damage and she's fine. Yeah. She gets out and starts shooting at him. And I was like, I don't you think know, that's what would what? happen. You know what travels under like uh, uh, underneath a car? Gasoline. Yeah, gasoline does. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Vehicles are like not notorious for being great at surviving RPGs. All vehicles except for tanks. That's why that was sort of the problem in the Middle East. Yeah, in fact, it might actually be what RPGs are generally invented for. Yes, it's to blow a small, it's, uh, light armor like light vehicles. So yeah, it is. Um, um, yeah, it's very it's, confusing. It's, it's pretty bizarre. Um, it, it's it's strange in two ways because you have scenes like that where you just sort of blink it as the scene happens. And you're like, they're they're fine. Um, and then there's other scenes because that scene was almost like they would have cut away and you'd see the direction of the car and they cut away and, and reveal that they like rolled out of the car. Like, yeah, I kept waiting for for it to be like they were gonna like go to the car and then she was just gonna be like laying beside the road like she jumped out of the vehicle. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then she's like just sort of like her hair's a little <laughs> messed up, out. and I was like, I don't. But there's confusing stuff earlier too, because like the bridge fight is interesting, um, because it I liked it because he opens with a rocket, you know, explosion on, a, which is again, if you're gonna fight like Clint Barton, don't like show up and pose in front of him and then try and dodge his arrows, just like hit him with an explosive, like right away, like hit, hit him with everything you got, and that's how that fight opens. Um, and I thought, oh good, Taskmaster is gonna be semi efficient, <laughs> except that he like. He menaces around for so long, it gives her time to, like, get her gun, quip, and climb out of the car. <laughs> yeah, the fact that she, like, Christ. delivers a line, I was like, really? I kind of wanted him to be brutal, you know? I, I didn't want to kill, obviously you can't kill Black Widow for, for a number of reasons, but uh, it's the beginning of the movie, and also wish she doesn't die here. But yes. I, 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 I just expected him to be, like, so brutal, like, she barely even, like, sees it coming. The, and that the thing really that establishes I also... him as a threat, but... Yeah, the other just, thing that I thought was like weird about that that scene was is uh, she doesn't actually care that it's Black Widow. She's just there for those chemicals in the back. Yeah, 
Which is weird because and wouldn't if, she have just wanted to destroy them? So why didn't she blow up the vehicle? Yeah, yeah, that that's why the didn't right she way just reload the RPG and shoot again? They're not why that come hard out, to reload. Like, why come out and menace the driver if all you care about is destroying what's inside the car? Like, what's the yeah. point? Because like, it seems odd. Like, they, I don't know what they would want to keep it for. I mean, also, I guess to maybe point... figure out its composition so they could make the mind control more power. But it, it just seems sort of like, if they blow yeah. up, that's probably as good enough an outcome. It's also strange that Taskmaster... Uh, task... <laughs> I'm saying like, the name wrong. It's also with the Task Manager... Um, yeah. Uh... <laughs> it's also weird... That he, he, like, starts fighting Black Widow, then locates the uh, vials, and then just, like, turns his turns her back. Yeah, but it's, it's like she was like, oh, wait, I'm just here for this box. That's my bad. Yeah. I forgot what I was here for. But also, if I was a trained assassin, and I was sent to go take a briefcase from a person, um, killing the person would definitely be part of getting... Here's something I would say. If I'm a trained assassin and I'm sent to find somebody, I would show up with a gun. I don't no know why has, she... Nobody has a fucking gun in this movie, even when it would be useful to have one. <laughs> well, when they do, uh, I don't know. This this movie was rife with the movie trope, which is uh, only the main characters can aim a gun, yeah. and only when it's necessary. Everyone uh, else is, is firing guns like they've never seen a gun before, and they think is, by just pointing it near something and going ba 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 ba, it'll do something. Because <laughs> like this, is, this, the prison break scene, they okay, miss yeah, what has exactly to be five thousand rounds. <laughs> like statistically, they should have accidentally hit them with how many bullets they were firing. That's exactly where I wanted to go because not only not only are they missing um, this like a hovering helicopter with a person dangling from a wire. That's that's a pretty easy target. Also, a helicopter is a really easy target when it's just hovering. Yes, it's just hovering. Also, an old abandoned Soviet helicopter probably isn't going to be able to take a lot of bullets. If you yes. shoot at it with a... 50 caliber machine gun? gun? <laughs> 50 caliber machine gun. I, I just love this scene of her... In, in the in the vehicle because she's just like not even concerned about the bullets. Well, what I love is I, twice a bullet strikes the glass and ricochets and then later they show it hitting the side of the helicopter and it goes through it. Um, the glass of a helicopter is not thicker than the side of a helicopter. It's <laughs> not really how it works. And uh, 50 caliber bullets still, bulletproof glass really doesn't do anything for that large of a caliber. Yeah, I, mean, I could argue like movie movie like gun science or something but it's not even like that that bothers me what bothered me is that the character being shot at is it, it's it's as if like she understands that she, that she can't be armor. yes because she you know she gets mean? annoyed puts the helicopter yeah. in autopilot which i don't think there's a thing on a helicopter that'll just make it hover i don't think that's like a thing helicopters I mean, are maybe, really maybe hard I'm... to fly like Perhaps it's not a, a more you know, modern one could. You know, I don't not, think not any of them one. can. Because like a stiff <laughs> breeze could flip it over. I mean, helicopters yeah, are like sir. really finicky. Uh, I don't really know. But like she then runs back, gets an RPG, opens a door, and is just standing there. And like bullets are hitting around her, and she has no reaction. And this guy is for some reason not aiming at the part of a helicopter you would always shoot at, which is the part right below the propeller, because that's where the engine is. And if you shoot that, the engine stops working, and the helicopter will fall out of the sky due to gravity <laughs> which yeah, does most of the work for you mechanics aside she behaves in this scene like she is a level like 
40 characters that's wandered back into a level one zone you know what i mean like all or, or she's like, like like she's put in uh like god mode and she's just yeah, annoyed she's that she has to deal with this other yeah. stuff she's trying to go she's, she's in gta and she's trying to like jump a car like off off a roller coaster and see if she can land it somewhere and like the cops are shooting at her and she's annoyed so she like shoots a rocket you know what I mean? it's so nonchalant and I, I guess maybe it was supposed to be like cool that she's that cool under pressure but i just found it to be like like i like it when a character is 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 frantic i like it when it, like you know going back to jason Bourne. jason Bourne in most scenarios is trying to get out of that scenario with every wit he has yes and you like and you he's like scared of being it. killed like a normal person He's afraid of dying. Yeah. Which then like informs a lot of his decisions. Like, I should probably hide behind something. And I like to see it earlier, like when they um when they're fleeing the the uh the original uh Black Widow attempt uh, when they're at the safe house. Um yes. they detach that they detach that chimney and they like they, they it's it falls over and they sort of like like one of them goes through the window, the other one sort of clumsily hits the wall and falls down. I like it when heroes sometimes like beef it like that because I I like that, that until working she- in, until she fell like a hundred plus feet and what what made <laughs> yeah. it so that she was fine is she kept hitting stuff on the way down i'm like that does not make it easier to fall when you hit stuff that's the sure. bad part of falling <laughs> like hitting yeah. a hitting a concrete block is it, just because it's only 10 feet down instead of 40 doesn't mean like oh you're fine now Mo- movie you're thinking of indiana jones where he falls on canopies that's yes different. <laughs> Yeah, when the object you're hitting is just a solid object, it's really not any better. No matter, you know, it's like, would you want to fall down one stair and then roll off and hit another stair? It's still going to hurt. But uh, going back a little further, uh, pre, pre-prison pre break, because I was reminded of it, I also had a lot of problems with this movie's sudden setup, because... Oh, we're yeah. Expo- it's- we're, we're exposed to the, 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 the beginnings of Black Widow, when she's an adopted child with an adopted sister... You know, with adopted parents who are all just working as like agents. You know, they're yeah, all yeah a real uh, uh, the Americans. Uh, if you guys have seen that yeah, TV mm-hmm. show, I haven't, but I think that's the plot. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, essentially. Um, and and so, you know, we established that, and so we established that you know at some point, um, that mission ended, and they all sort of you know to the wind, um, and that's the point of the movie is to reassemble. But it's insane to me what the movie posits is that. Is that she becomes she goes back into widow training, um, is not subject to the same like mind controlling. This was the part that was very confusing to me because I couldn't figure out when they introduced the mind control because it, it seems, seems like, after like it's it's after she it's a- leaves. Yeah, after she attempted to kill him and uh, leave. The- she is an adult by that point, which means her sister, yeah. who was only a few years younger than her is definitely right. an adult. So I was really... But, I was also... If you want to talk about confusing timelines, uh, we should also talk about Taskmaster. Uh, we're told that she is killed by Natasha Romanoff as part of her oh, thing yeah. to get out, to get into S.H.I.E.L.D. They wanted her to kill this guy, which seemed like a weird thing to ask you to do to get into S.H.I.E.L.D., but whatever. And she's like, I killed his daughter. They then show a flashback. That girl is like nine maybe yeah. 10 she's very young uh, this movie takes place after civil war and it seems like natasha's only worked for shield for a couple of years in iron man so it's only been like seven it's only been like maybe 10 years that girl is is super young <laughs> like taskmaster is a child still basically he's like a very young teenager it's very confusing because like when they take her mask off i'm like that's a that's a grown woman that woman's like in her mid-20s 
late 20s maybe like i don't think whoever wrote this movie did the math at all they're just like well it's 2021 she'd be really old by now because this happened back in 2000 and something but it's like civil war happened like eight years ago 10 years ago so it's you know i mean it's like i was watching i was like i don't think they did this math right that girl should only be like 15 maybe 19 at best but it was just very confusing no and then it was confusing with the the sister because i was like i don't understand when did they brainwash her at some point and and amongst all of that at no point does natasha i guess express an interest in finding her sister that she cares a lot about in the beginning uh, yeah, it, and then she even says something like, "I thought you had, you know, you had gotten away or something." I thought you wouldn't want like, to see me. Like, but why? Yes. <laughs> also, like, yeah, I mean, I might get in a fight with my brother, and then like, you well, know, the problem was it would have been different if she knew. <laughs> if she knew that the red room was still around, she sure. thinks she killed that guy, and the assassin program is over. Why wouldn't she have gone to find her sister? She has shields, resources. And she could have been like, well, she would have been a trained assassin too. We have a like a familial bond. Uh, we should go find her. So that part was very confusing. Why they never? Yeah. Also, does Shield have zero clue these these Black Widow people are out there? Because I saw them in action. They all wear the same costume yes. with like the bright red... red laser guns on their wrists. It's they're and, not and, subtle. And, and the Black Widow like sort of red belt buckle, which <laughs> I was got very logos. confused by. They've got logos. How are they working in the shadows when they have knife fights in the street with logos on their chests? Like, I, I also I also felt like when he was like, I control the world from here, it's like, um, would anybody give a shit about covert like I need to covertly kill blah 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 when like aliens literally showed up and there's a guy you're one hundred percent sure is a god? Like wouldn't like you would just assume that if all of a sudden Thor showed up in the world we live in now, you would think it would change a lot of stuff, right? Because people would be like oh shit maybe all the stuff we were worried about doesn't matter like if aliens just showed up and like attacked new york and like a god showed up with like a superhero from the 40s and a dude in a robot suit and they killed people wouldn't you just be like i'm less concerned about overthrowing my local warlords so i can come into power because i'm pretty sure we're all just gonna die anyways (laughs) it just seemed like (laughs) it seemed like his like control of the world would only work if superheroes weren't real and it's it was one of those things too makes you wonder like what the fuck does shield do if there's this clandestine organization which is hiding in literally the worst place to hide because you want to know what else is in the sky like a fucking a million satellites they definitely would see this thing it was basically an oil rig just flying in the sky clouds do not cover that so ludicrous i really don't understand why it wasn't smaller or something why it it wasn't underground or underground like, being I mean, like, in the air would make it so Hydra much more noticeable famously had like underground bases that went undiscovered for ages yeah so here's an interesting thing um that uh i think i saw this in a comment section somewhere when i was reading up on this on this uh movie and i couldn't agree more while especially while finishing it um this movie introduces the concept of a soldier like uh on the run uh, from the agency that created it, created that, that said soldier, um, and encountering a a, a mind controlled uh, uh, assassin that they need to um, that they need to try and, and free from that control, uh, and it, 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 it part of it takes place in a flying flying a, a ridiculous flying fortress 
uh, and people are shooting explosives. I mean, this is fucking Winter Soldier. I mean, this is just yeah, Winter Soldier. That is a good except point. as what somebody had said in the comments was that the best Black Widow movie is Captain America: Winter Soldier, and I think it's correct. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's far more impressive and entertaining with her espionage and subterfuge, which is like the whole thing mm-hmm. um in in winter soldier uh uh i love that room which she's, where she's with uh what's his name uh, the the senator or whatever uh uh and, and winter soldier and of course there's all the the great you know captain america bucky fighting uh and, and, and bucky is far more interesting of a mind-controlled russian agent than taskmaster who doesn't even fucking talk like it's just it there's too many pieces from that movie and a few others well and none of them are quite as good it also felt like this movie was written like what i I think i mentioned this when we did winter soldier uh my two big big pet peeves with winter soldier are winter soldier really isn't like they they didn't focus enough on the winter soldier aspect of the storyline it's sort of just like tacked on to this thing and my problem is is they were told the movie had to end with uh, a bunch of shield helicopter helicarriers fighting they were told like when the russos were making the movie they said this is how it has to end so they had to write the movie in reverse so that it would come to that end and that's that's not how you write a movie you know what i mean you don't write an end to a film and then be like how do you get there because that's always how you get sloppy story writing winter soldier doesn't really have sloppy story writing but i think they kind of gloss over uh i would have liked to have seen more winter soldier but my point in this one is this felt like somebody was like, here's six set pieces, write a movie that connects them. And it's like, you know, we've, oh, got, a, yeah. we've got a farmhouse scene. Uh, we've got a scene where uh, there's like a, a car chase. I want a prison break. I want, you know, this. And then at the end, I want them fighting on this gigantic ship. And I want to I want to fight where they're falling through the sky. And they're like, now you guys write a movie. And that's just the way it felt. Cause it felt like they were just going from like these scenes and they didn't like the prison break felt so needlessly complicated and long and poorly like a poorly executed prison escape that i just thought they're really bad at being spies like their plan was just we're gonna fly a helicopter over the prison and get you like you know i mean it if the whole point is she's supposed to be like this great spy and her sister's this well-trained assassin and their plan is literally just to fly the loudest conveyance in the world over a prison located in the middle of nowhere so they're definitely going to notice the helicopter and just open some doors for this guy that was their plan like it was just so dumb and i have to talk about something the movie doubt like dips its toes near themes that it thinks it wants to play with and then does it one of which very early in the movie um it suggests that that uh that 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 natasha and and elena's history is just filled with bloodshed and death and that even uh, natasha suggests that she's hoping to turn her skills into something um uh something helpful for the world rather than just you know toppling fucking regimes for oil for for like oil companies um or whatever uh uh which is a hilarious thing because Yelena's response to that was nah it's just for show i'm like ah i believe i watched her like literally stop humanity from being enslaved by an alien race yeah i'm pretty sure i saw her do that a couple of times (laughs) yeah so i don't i don't know if i don't 
don't know if she is just all for show, but I mean, of course, that could be sisters bickering. The point. Yeah, it was at, it was sort of weird too. And she was like, "Well, you're the you're the killer that every little girl wants to be." And it's like, yeah, but she's not a killer anymore. That's sort of the point of Black Widow. Sort of the point. She, she's but going out of her way to not be the person she was. Easily a perspective of someone who has a, who has you know a baggage with Natasha. That's, that's fine. The point I'm getting at is the movie dips its fin- its toe in that for a minute being like oh yeah you just you fight and you kill and you kill but these are people these are lives um they say before they encase a prison in yes everyone in that prison is dead every every person in that prison is dead you're right but let me explain how bad it is right because a bunch of the prisoners ran into the yard when the helicopter arrived because of red um yeah i guess they all uh, hate red guardian Red Guardian, which is bizarre because it seemed like he'd be, like, beloved or at least s- beloved by some. <laughs> yes, in prison. But, but they all hate him for some reason. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. Because it also run- seems like it'd be a prison full of people who were also probably wrongfully accused or, like, enemies of the state. So wouldn't they side with him? Because, you know, I mean, it's not like he's the only person sent there because supposedly he was against Russia. Wasn't it like that would be everyone in that prison? It really didn't make any yeah. sense. You know what I mean? would be like, oh, I'm in the murderer's wing, but they don't like me because I'm a murderer. It's like, I don't think it, that's it, how it works. But here's the problem. A bunch of the prisoners and a majority of the guards, or at least some of them, have run out into the yard, which is where they are subject to this avalanche. Now, we do see a majority of them making their way back to the doors, but you can only imagine that, A, some people are too far, and they're going to be killed horribly by that avalanche. Mm-hmm. Or, B... Some of those, especially some of the prisoners inside, might grab the doors and slam them shut as they come in to keep themselves from dying and lock others out, killing them. But then what you have, and you can see it in one scene as they all run into a door, is an absolute unmitigated mix of the captors (laughs) and the prisoners who are now going to be encased beneath a mountain of snow. Yeah, so they're dead. all dead. No one can rescue them in time because they're in the middle of fucking Siberia and it would take an entire operation to rescue them and nobody can do that. And and in that time... And, they, those and let's that, face it, they don't, probably don't care because this prison's supposed to be full of people that apparently they don't like. So Some facilities were probably destroyed, like communications or power. Uh, yeah, as, or heat. As explosions or heating. So the majority of them will starve or freeze and any guards inside will be literally eaten alive <laughs> by the prisoners. Like, the, the fate they seal for what must be, like, a thousand-some people is grim. <laughs> yeah, and it's also grim. It's also sort of weird, because at one point they try to be like, these guards are dicks. And it's like, yes, but they're in, like, some sort of weird prison, and I can't tell what these people are in prison for. Because they Do certainly you know? don't look like they're political prisoners, because they all look like they're on steroids. Do so I was like, who, I think like... they're all just killers, so I really don't care if they're dicks to- do you know who, like, the former Soviet Union would have sent to Siberian prison? Political dissidents. Yes, not not, not people who are, like, fucking jacked as shit. Like, one yeah, guy sits down and he's, like, like, he's 18 pounds of, like, muscle yeah. on top of muscle. And he's like, I'm here because I wrote an article for the paper. You know, it's like, what, what prison is this? I don't understand. But, but, because uh, that, all the riffraff is, like, is like fucking flexing in in the cafeteria. You know, there's just like a bunch of cells of just like journalists that were arrested who are now like being buried alive in the snow or like crippled under debris and then and then horribly maimed in a prison riot. I mean, it's just grim all the way yeah. you look at it. And, it is, and, and, it is and a confusing. Here's 
here's another problem that I want to go right into real quick. Is the attempt at levity amongst all this grimness. It's because they leave that, like, destructive, like, vault of horrors behind them. That cask of Amontillado that they just leave behind. And great, they just sort of... Great reference. And they just sort of fucking quip about it. Like, through the whole movie, they're just like, well, that was close. We just killed 2,000 people to it, save our criminal father. <laughs> it definitely looks like they kill at least at that, like, at least 500 people. That prison is huge. Yeah. It's also very confusing because, like, who's maintaining that prison? Because, like, he's like, I was sent there because I was an enemy of the Soviet Union, which doesn't exist. <laughs> like, I, that's, that was something I couldn't figure out because... They're like, oh, we're Soviet spies. Uh, and it's like, um... Yeah, presumably remnants of the KGB could, you know, continue well, to have people in prison. This or was something. the thing that was very confusing for me, because at one point they're like, he's like, you know, oh, I, I did it for the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union had been gone for six years by the time he was doing his mission. <laughs> like, the Berlin Wall fell in, like, what, 89? 90? When was it? I don't know, with 91 yeah. maybe? 89? I think it's 89. I mean, he also couldn't have fought Captain America. No one could have aged the way they aged. <laughs> time is time is a, a flat circle in this world. Yeah, but it was just that to me. Was, I was like, oh, I don't feel like anybody did any research for this movie. Because they make it seem like they're Soviets and not just like generic Russians. Because, you know, like I, Disney was probably like, you can't just make them generic Russians. That's going to we're going to get some blowback on that from someone. <laughs> so like making the soviets because we're all allowed to still make fun of the soviets but it was just very confusing because i was like wait they're supposed to basically be like this soviet group and then but the soviets don't exist so they're just working for this red room and i guess this guy runs russia because they make it sound like he has the ability to put red guardian in prison and why did he put him in prison because he was super loyal to the play you know, i mean it, like that never made sense either he's like oh i did this and then he put me in prison and it's like why did he put you in prison because they never explain yeah, why they never totally address it it's strange and then you know we're, we're left with this scene where we threw all, we've thrown all these characters together and i just i don't dislike anyone in this movie the the, the protagonist that we follow you know i don't like a i don't like hate any of them or no i, I them. actually thought the sister was really good I like him. I, I, Yelena was my favorite part for sure, and I, I thought I was gonna like David Harbour more. I ended up not actually enjoying him that much most of the time. Now nah, he had a he couple just, of he had a couple of okay bits, but he had a couple of bits, but he was just kind of he was hamming a little a little bit uh, hard. Well, everyone was going a little hard. It and, also and felt mom, like did they have to still have Russian accents? Okay, yeah, that was the biggest problem. Mom had the worst one. Um, yeah, Milena had the worst one, and, and the problem was is that when you get them all in the same room and they're all just doing different, well, like. My my problem with it is one of these things, which is they're all trained spies, so they don't have to speak with an accent. If you're going to speak English, wouldn't your default always be to not speak it with an accent? Like, wouldn't you never speak it and sound Russian? Just it's like you're training. You would you would speak Russian when you wanted to speak Russian, and then otherwise you you wouldn't then speak English with a Russian accent. You would. That's a good point. And at one point melina's alone and she's talking to her pigs and she's speaking english why is she not speaking in russian she's russian and she's in russia she's outside of saint petersburg i think is where they say she is which is definitely you know it was just i was very confused because i was like wait why do they all have accents and why aren't they just speaking in russian like they should have just had them all speak in english as like and they should have just made a joke about it like not had accents and just been like oh i guess when we're back together we just slip into old habits or something you know what i mean 
because it would have just been less jarring it's it's like that chernobyl show where they were like yeah nobody's gonna have a russian accent because that would just be insane why would russian people speak english and have russian accents yeah they would just be speaking russian so we'll just have them speak english and then that's it it would be silly to give them then russian accents because then it's just like you're watching boris and natasha (laughs) which is what it felt like at one point yeah especially in the house scene and i had a problem as we got into this house scene uh because it just was hard to buy all these people and their motivations you know yeah because melina's motivation was very confusing like she seems super psyched to have created a way to take away people's free will it doesn't seem like something somebody would be into yeah it's bizarre because in in sequence you know natasha gets like a notification that her sister that she at no point pretended to even remotely care about um is alive and she goes to her old safe house where she is totally figure out I, the thing I, then, I couldn't figure out is they fight like they don't know each other and then they both are like oh man you've grown up and she's like yeah it's like wait if you guys knew you were each other why did you get into the fight was this just like a gratuitous fight scene i it seemed like it and then suddenly which wasn't very good no re- almost for no reason she's like oh i got randomly sprayed with gas which which made me myself again and i guess i'm gonna like hang out with you and, and and topple everything and then they go free their dad who's like cool to see you again i have i have no baggage and and i'm just here for the ride and i'm like really you, you don't well she has so, she it? has some baggage she gets upset too when they're all together the thing that i just was kind of confused by was yeah it just seemed all over the place with their relationship what they wanted to try to do because she seems indifferent to Natasha, but then later is like, you know, you were my real family. So it's like, then why were you so indifferent to her when she first showed up? Like, shouldn't there have been more of that, of you being mad at her? And Natasha yeah. not realizing it's because you consider her her real sister, even though she knows you're not actually related? That would have Maybe been like a really just... interesting story point. It may have just been the pacing, because they never spent too long in any scene. So it was hard for you to like, the characters to ever develop what felt like like concrete motivation to be together to want to work together uh uh, uh it just it, it was very it was very loose because every time they had a moment you know it just was hurled into the next action scene and, and like yeah i just had a hard time like convincing myself that anyone was really believable but yeah to your point because i've been dogging on this movie for like a f- solid 30 minutes now i fucking love i mean you is dialed up a little to to 100 a little bit uh, she she's very MCU. Yes, like she uh, and, she has and, and, an emotional arc, but she's also like making jokes. She's well, she she feels like she's aware that this that it's a movie. You know, yeah, like sometimes MCU bit, characters seem to almost yeah. feel like they know that this isn't real life. But she felt very organic, especially with Natasha. She felt like a very convincing sister. Like yeah. they seemed to almost like sisterly bicker, and I enjoyed that all throughout the movie. Um, and, and sometimes her bits were, were, were solid on the money. I'll tell you where it failed. It's like, the MCU has this problem where whenever they approach something of a serious nature, they just have to quip their way out of it. Um, one yeah. of the most egregious is at some point, Yelena exclaims at her fake father that she had a involuntary hysterectomy and that that was just like almost a goof you know yeah his, his reaction like, was oh, like oh i don't want to hear about it it's like i don't and know she's like yeah they just got up in there and just sliced and diced and i'm like that sounds like i mean pretty awful for everyone it's it shouldn't be a a bit 
I guess, <laughs> you know, I don't, why, why even bring it up? I just, it's bizarre. It's, it's aggressively bizarre. Um, they, they, they just like treat this subject matter as if it's, uh, just another launching pad for some, for some, 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 some comedy pitter patter. I just, I, I found it very bizarre. Uh, and off putting I, I had to make a note of it almost immediately. <laughs> yeah, it was, there was definitely some that like that part was like kind of funny but yeah i thought the same thing when it was happening i was like well they're basically like describing like you know almost like genital mutilation and they're like using it as a joke like these women were like forcibly sterilized that's not cool which also is like i mean not to get like real tech but you have to take a bunch of medication if that happens to you like you you know i mean like those things are important to a woman's health in general. Like you need to replace estrogen and all sorts of things to keep your health up. So it seems like you wouldn't want to do that to spies to like make them have to take prescription drugs for the rest of their life. But maybe that's, I guess maybe in the Marvel universe, they've come up with a better idea. Um, just uh, cause we're, we're getting close. I think to the end is a, there was just a couple of things. I was looking through my notes real quick. Uh, the one thing that did occur to me is uh, when they were in Budapest, uh, I take it Budapest doesn't have police officers or military because like they have a huge gunfight at an apartment building. They then uh, like throw a grenade at one point and blow up part of the building, then have a car chase, then have a second car chase in which Taskmaster is just killing hundreds of bystanders in their cars and not one cop shows up. <laughs> like not even one. I was like, does I feel like after the New York thing, every country would develop like a oh shit task force. You know what I mean? Just to be like, well, in case all of a sudden aliens show up or the Hulk's here, we should probably have a couple of guys with guns ready at all times. But Budapest, no police force. So I'm just saying if you're a criminal, head to Budapest apparently. Check it out. Uh, I also did, I have the same note written about six separate times, which is basically this. None of these people have superpowers. How are they living through these fights? Uh, there's zero chance they would live through this. Oh, Black Widow and her sister definitely died when that car flipped over. Um, I have one note that that reappears in uh, uh, in my bullet points like three or four times, which is stop monologuing. Stop monologuing. You are just giving everything away constantly, and whether it's the villain monologuing at widow, black widow or black widow not killing her target because she's monologuing some more or taskmaster not monologuing per se but like just emoting fight monologuing <laughs> like yeah, like like fight walking like tough walking like stop doing these useless ineffective things they are losing you fights holy shit speaking of um, which we do need to cover real quick before we end uh the final boss is a sort of heavy set russian gentleman um who confusingly, his daughter is basically turned into like a vegetable that they have to attach a computer to uh, and turn her into Taskmaster, I think is what they implied. Uh, he's perfectly fine. He's uh, less than a foot away from her in the explosion. So I'm not sure how she was almost killed and he was fine. I didn't really understand that. They never explained how he made it out of that explosion, all right? But he gives yeah, this I thought really they were reveal, boring like, speech. He- I thought they were gonna reveal like he wasn't there or something, but yeah. Yeah, or like it was a double or yeah, yeah, yeah. something. Some... Like it was a hologram or it's just something weird. But like, yeah, they never explain how he lived. 
And then it's just sort of this really boring, and his whole plot is he's like, I'm going to get an Avenger, and I'm going to be able to mind control her. And it's like, um, look, this is a really dumb plan. The Avengers would definitely know if she started acting differently. And one of them is like the smartest man on the planet. He'd figure out the mind control thing pretty quick and then just figure out where you guys are. You're in a fucking gigantic skyscraper floating in the sky. It would be so easy to find you. You would show up on every radar ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like basically a mountain in the sky. Someone's going to figure out where it is. But it was just such a bizarre, like the plot really did not make any sense. And like I said, just like the stakes of him being like, I control and topple governments, I can control the economy. It's like, I don't think you can, because we've just proven like two years ago that aliens are real and they're coming to destroy Earth. And there's also these gods that have showed up and tried to destroy Earth. And uh, Nazis had this magical web power source that could vaporize people. It's like, I think all of that would change. Like, I don't care how much you control the economy. When aliens show up, that economy's gone. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt such small potatoes in a universe you created is always, like, world-ending stakes. You know what I mean? Like, there's very few Marvel movies where, like, the stake is, like... I hope something doesn't happen to me or, you know, I got to stop this crime boss who runs this local area. It's always like I created a weapon that'll be turned into, you know, an army of yellow jackets and terrorists will run the world. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Or, you know, like I've developed some sort of super weapon or alien, you know, Loki showed up and he's going to take over Earth. It's never just like something simple. So like to have this basically be like just a dime store despot felt really awkward as like a villain. Also, and also just to have him be really chunky seemed kind of obvious. If you're a villain in the MCU, don't do mind control, man. It sucks. I mean, like you could have sort of like cosmic powered mind control and uh, it can be it can be beaten by a hard knock to the head, as we learned in the Avengers. Yes. Um, and if you have like a, a special scientific mind control that you've refined over generations using thousands of living subjects, apparently a spray of red mist just undoes it. Uh, it seems crazy to me. Well, that that's like, they, especially they, when you see Bucky earlier on. That woman that know? they find, she is, she made it. She figured out how to beat the mind control and manufactured it. And then they killed her. That's, that's like, if I understood the plot, right. Cause they kind of glossed over who that woman was in the beginning, but that was yeah. my understanding was she was the lady who made the vials. So just yeah, like but, an ordinary, like a, just a doctor, figured it you know i mean it's not like she had like what I'm millions that, of people working on it it was just it some lady seem, in a basement it doesn't seem like they just grab a teenager and they put a vial in their arm and then the teenager's like all right cool what am i doing now you know what i mean it seems like like with all the stuff they led up to it seems as if the the widow training is like is like systematically breaking them down you know um and, and putting them through trials and 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 using sort of um pheromones and and conditioning with like you know pain and and rewards and, yeah and like you know just doing all this kind of like intense mental manipulation the idea that you could just sort of go and it would just be go away <laughs> except but, for all the cool karate stuff that stays like it's just, bizarre. Was just weird was like isn't the point of like getting the young girls that you indoctrinate them Right. And sort of like brainwash them in the traditional sense of brainwashing, like the way, you know, like Soviet, yeah, Soviet Russia I mean. did, the Nazis did, like just getting so, children and indoctrinating them so that they'll follow you blindly. Yeah, they So that if blindly. somebody, you can't really find a cure for that. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Fanaticism they, they have, is like, real hard to beat. We have found out 
historically in the world we live in. The fact that you could just mist it away was so bizarre and such like a just such a kind of well, like a bad seemed, gimmick. The thing that bothered me about that was it seemed like Natasha's thing was like a big deal that she left because she had sort of been brainwashed. But like the idea was like she was a decent person, so she was able to break away and change her life or whatever. The idea is that all the widows don't want to be widows. They all hate it. The only thing keeping them from doing it now is that they're mind controlled. And as soon as they're not mind controlled, none of them want to be widows anymore, which just seemed like kind of a confusing. It's a bad program because we've seen the training and it seems as though she is like brainwashed. Like she's given injections of stuff. She's told to do things. She's made to like perform tasks. And so it just seems sort of odd to be like, oh, well, none of that mattered. Because in the end, we just shoot them with a drug and then they just do whatever we tell them. Blast them. And they all hate it. It would be like if Jason Bourne just like could sip a special tea that just made made him fine again. It just, it it takes away all of the energy of like the whole interesting part of like, because that's, and and what's I guess technically Jason Bourne just falls in some cold water and it breaks his mind control. (laughs) Yeah, he's shot, I guess. But, (laughs) um, but and it's even weirder to do it in the MCU when we've literally already done this storyline with Bucky and it, and and shown it like the the way that I'm talking about that's more interesting where it's like he has to fight against conditioning, um, yeah, and, and to sort of like to sort of take back his true like his true free will uh, through through like the dramatic the, tr- the the dramatic scenes of him like you know battling uh, uh, Captain America and his old friend. Um, and this one, yeah, it's just sort of like, whew, you get sparkle dust and you're fine. Yeah, um, I just thought it was odd that they all instantly are like, well, I, I don't want to be a widow. I have yeah, no allegiance. I'm, and I was like, then what was all the training for? Like, what was all the, like, bad. just teach them how to fight them and save speaking, all the, like, mind control shit because it doesn't matter. Last minute, speaking of bad design, um, kind of like the Death Star, if if a sort of accidental, ex- like, minor explosion in your engine room can trigger a detonation sequence across your entire floating facility, you built a bad floating facility! <laughs> it, it was insane that she was like, I fire one, like, I'm not saying, you know, the little, gr- the grenades that go inside of, like, you know, whatever, like, 320 millimeter grenades or whatever. Yeah, they're not, like, small, but they're also not, like, they're not a C4 explosion. You yes. Know I mean? And not... like she basically just shoots a fuel tank and the entire thing blows up. And it's like, that was it. That was that your, was it. that's you guys and... safeguarded this by like, anyone could just shoot up into this. And it's like everything explodes in weird places too. Yes. Because like a like lab the, the starts fa- exploding. <laughs> yeah. The fan explodes. And then like, like the platform that the ships are on, it starts exploding from like the outside. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, the it, very tip of it explodes inward towards the building. And I'm like, what? How did you design this place? It felt like they were like, all right, we need a bunch of fuel. What if we just ran the fuel lines through all of the <laughs> external walls? Well, what if something happens and the fuel lines start exploding? I don't know. I guess it'll look cool. Uh, one other yeah, thing I, was, I, I put this down. This was a note from the very beginning uh, during the title sequence. My continued hatred of title sequences continues. For those of you wondering, uh, I put down. Uh oh. This isn't a good sign for a movie when it starts off with a shitty Nirvana cover. <laughs> so, because it was Keep very weird, up. they were like, "We're gonna do a Nirvana," and I, I, this is something that drives my brother insane too. I don't understand when it became a trend to take songs and just be like, "What if we just slow them down and re-sing them?" It's like that's not you're not doing anything interesting. You're just singing slower, and it was just like a really bad cover of like a very iconic Nirvana song, and I was just like, "Oh, this is sort of dumb," like. 
I don't know. It, it just bothered me because it's like, they could have just bought the rights to the Nirvana song. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll admit, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little tired of that of that phenomenon. Yeah, and it's in like every movie. Like every trailer has like, you know, like some song just slowed down. Even songs that are already slow, they somehow slow them down even more, which is, you know, deeply upsetting. Anyways, would you recommend seeing this movie? <laughs> Excuse yeah, me. it's interesting. Like always, we're, we're, we're dogging on a movie for like a full 45 minutes, but, you know, I... I I was a little like disinterested in continuing the movie. I watched it in two parts, um, mostly because I just didn't feel like I was seeing a ton of stuff new. Mm-hmm. That said, even though the scenes are somewhat loosely tethered together with kind of sketchy motivations and sometimes too much too much sarcasm and, and quips, none of the scenes are bad. I mean, uh, you know, there's there's a ton of there's action. a couple of rough fight scenes but yeah for the most part it was it's fine. it's jason borney at the beginning and then it's like mcu exploding ship at the end and we've already proven that people like those two things so it would be crazy for me to say that it's bad and don't watch it um so i won't uh it's it's yeah i enjoyed it uh, i would think that if you're already an mc if you were like my, like, my, like my parents who don't watch any mcu movies and occasionally will just see one like guardians of the galaxy because we just i'm home for christmas this is not the one that i take them to you know what i mean like this yeah. isn't the one that i really like, this will blow your mind but uh if you're already an mcu fan and you're you're watching the other stuff like yeah don't miss out on this it's, yeah it's I, I would say issue. i would say definitely go ahead and check yeah. it out i mean if you saw like uh, ant-man and wasp then you should definitely watch this because i'd say they're about on par for quality like they're both fine movies and you're probably never going to um like i would be shocked if somebody was like ant-man and wasp or black widow was my favorite mcu movie i just be like wow that's not like offended but i'd be like that's surprising because like you said there's nothing new to it it just felt pretty formulaic i liked a bunch of the characters you know i really liked the sister and i thought the two of them had a great dynamic together um and some of the fight stuff was really good and her like sort of making fun of the superhero pose stuff and that that stuff was good the taskmaster stuff was kind of ended up being sort of blah um and the ending just felt kind of i think what what really hurt the movie is if they had made this movie and it came out right after civil war i would have been like this was a better movie i think in a way because it just felt like the ending just felt so awkward because you're like well i know nothing comes of this yeah right right because like in a year you know endgame happens in less than a year or whatever endgame's gonna happen and then everybody's gone and then they bring everybody back except for black widow and she's just dead so it's sort of like it just kind of like hurt the film and then like at the end when they're showing like the little add-on scene with uh black widow's sister and uh, julia louis dreyfus's character from yeah i was just like i really don't understand what you're doing with this and it just feels really out of place and I don't know. It's just kind of weird because they're like, we're setting this up. And I was like, what are you setting up though? I can't even figure out what this is for. <laughs> like, is it yeah, going to be an strange. MCU TV show or is it? Cause like, I'm like, are you supposed to be setting up Thunderbolts? Is that what's happening? Because this one really... doesn't make any sense because American agent seemed like a bad guy. She does not seem like a bad guy now. Like she did bad things before, but we've discovered all against her will. So I'm not really sure what's wrong with her. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's confusing, and it, it suggests that she's just going to be dumb, and and go after you know, 
someone not necessarily responsive. Yeah, when they when they showed that, I, I was like, one, I, my first thought was, how would anybody know? Yeah, like, why would they certainly. assume it was his fault? It happened in like a fucking cosmic void. <laughs> it, it happened on a planet billions of light years away, in which you could only get to it by the ghost of a Nazi. <laughs> So if you like... if you if you told that if you told if, if she like if, if julia louis dreyfus told the full story it was like your sister was killed yeah you see she used pim particles to travel through a space-time holes to get to a planet which is currently being guarded by a, an old an old nazi now it's some sort of sage and there's a space gem there that's very powerful uh and they wanted to get it so they fought over who got to die and she won if yeah. you told her that, she'd be like, please go away. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I don't know what you just said, but what? Yeah, you'd just be like, ugh. Oh, you know? You'd be waiting so for bad. the person and then be like, and then it turns out the earth is flat. <laughs> yeah, it was that ending. I was just like, why would she think Hawkeye? And I was like, and who told them? Because I assume the Avengers didn't come out like after they snapped everybody and they were like, listen, here's what happened. We developed time. I'm sure they didn't tell anyone that. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. it was just sort of weird, but I digress. Uh, we both recommend, you know, if you're an MCU fan, definitely check it out. Uh, and if you've seen some of the, you know, other sort of, you know, like, I would probably watch this again over Thor Dark World. So, you know, there's a scale for you. <laughs> All right, come back next week, and we'll tell you what movie's up next. I'll, I'm excited about it, folks. Oh, God, my fuel! <laughs>